Real leaders leave a legacy. They capture the hearts and minds of their teams. Their origin story puts the safety and well-being of their people first. Great companies ubiquitously have safe yet productive operations. For those companies, safety is an investment, not a cost for the C-suite. It's a real topic of daily focus. This is The Safety Guru with your host, Eric McCroskey, a globally recognized ops and safety guru, public speaker, and author. Are you ready to leave a safety legacy? Your legacy success story begins now. Hi, and welcome to The Safety Guru. I'm Eric McCroskey, your host. I'm very excited to have with me Brad Gardner. Brad has dedicated his life to making sure that workplaces are as safe as they can be. This is following a 2003 industrial accident he was part of, uh, but today I want him to share a little bit about some of his lessons about safety. So maybe let's uh, kick it off, Brad, if you could share a little bit about your background and, and what got you into this space. Okay, I'd love to. Uh, like I said, I'm Brad Gardner. I'm from Idaho is where I'm from. Uh, but I was really young when I got married. I married my high school sweetheart. Uh, I needed a job. I didn't have any money. <laughs> uh, and so I ended up taking a job at a little potato processing plant, and I hated the job. It was just horrible. I didn't like anything about it. Uh, so one day I just got fed up. I said, that's enough. And I joined the Air Force. Hmm. Uh, going to the Air Force, what I wanted to do was get into engineering. But they took one look at me and said, no, you're not an engineer. You're a air traffic controller. <laughs> so that's what I ended up doing. I was an air traffic controller in the Air Force uh, for a total of 22 years. Uh, I went my first 20 years uh, and retired in May of no, it wasn't. It was August of 2001. And then when 9-11 hit, I was called back into active duty and had to serve another two years. So I ended up spending 22 years uh, as an air traffic controller. Hmm. I was heavily involved in 9-11. I was controller in New York on 9-11. Uh, oh, wow. So I got I really got stressed out. I mean, I was just burnt out and couldn't do anything anymore for a while. So I retired, moved back to Idaho and said, I'm not going to do anything but fish and relax. But I found <laughs> out that you can fish too much. <laughs> I think it was great for fishing. <laughs> uh, so I ended up going back to work. And of all things that most people can't believe is I ended up going back to work at that same exact potato processing plant that I hated 22 years earlier. Uh, <laughs> You know, at the time, it was a great job. It was very, you didn't have to think a lot. You were able to sit back, relax, uh, work. I loved it. It was just, I really did love the job. It was just manual labor, but it was fantastic. Uh, I worked it about six months. And then that's when my life changed. <laughs> six months later, that's when everything changed all at once. Uh, and... Mm -hmm. On Veterans Day in 2003, I went to work that morning thinking it was a normal everyday morning. Right. Uh, and that's when I had my accident. So, so tell me a little bit about your accident. Um, and and I, I, anybody who wants to know more, you've got you've got a website where you talk a little bit more about it. You've got some resources you've talked and, and presented many different places. Website is bradshelpinghand.com. Um, but I'd love to hear a little bit about 
uh, what happened, but it, obviously for the purpose of understanding how do we prevent these things from ever happening again? Right. What happened to start today was right off the bat, the first thing in the shift that morning, my foreman came in and told me uh, that had a guy call in sick, so they were guys short, and they had to clean some equipment. So I told my supervisor then, my foreman, I said, you know, I've never done it before, but, you know, show me what to do. Tell me what to do. I can do it. I can do it. And so I went to a new job that morning, and I had to clean a big auger. This auger is about five foot across and about 25 foot long. And it was about the third or fourth auger that I had cleaned that morning building up to that big auger. Uh, and as I was cleaning it, I got distracted. I looked away from what I was doing at the time. And next thing I knew, my hand was in the auger. Oh, my goodness. Pulling me inside the machine. I was in the machine about eight seconds. Oh, my goodness. There was nobody by me. I was by myself. And I knew as it was pulling me into the auger, through my mind was the only way I was going to live. I had to rip off my arm. Oh, my. And that's what I did. Changed my that's life. That's kept your life. I, I have no doubt. Um, and, and so, so that's a... a changes everything uh and i know when you when you present to audiences sometimes you even present with with your wife and you, you talk about kind of the impact on yourself family and how it changed but what were you thinking before that day um how did you frame yourself in safety uh, what was your perspective you, you'd done really like you, you'd done a lot of different things in your career um what what was your perspective on safety before that day you know, my idea was I'm good, I'm fast, I can think things through, right. uh, and I didn't have to worry about safety because I wasn't one of those dumb guys that made a stupid mistake. Right. That was my feeling. It's like, oh, give me a job. I can handle it. I'm, I'm good. You know, I'm fast. I'm I, I multitask. Uh, like crazy and do so many things at one time. That's what I did as an air traffic control. Of course, and if there's a job that does really handle a lot of information well at the same time, it's probably that job. Right, and that job is nothing but safety. I mean, when it exactly. boils down to it, an air traffic controller is nothing but a safety guy. Yep. Yeah. So I did. I always thought that's second nature to me. I can handle that. That's. I don't have to worry. And that's really what I thought. I don't got to worry about that. I mean, I could put my hand in here 50 times and pull it out, and it's not going to do anything. It, what it, happened, I, figured, I looked it, away. Ahead, sorry. I made that one little mistake, and that caught my arm. So, you know, I mean, it was just a matter of, you know, it's going to happen to another guy. Uh, other people make them stupid mistakes. I don't. Right. And that was my philosophy. I mean, it really was. I didn't realize it at the time. That's where I was. That's really what I was doing. And, and you know, I, I, I've heard this so many times. Uh, it won't happen to me. Um, the guy where this happened to, he, he, he's not as good as me or, or something to that effect. Or um, I'm lucky that person wasn't lucky. Or, of course, 
I, 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 I've, I've done this many times. It's not going to happen to me. And, and that's the sad part. It's, it can happen to anybody. It, it takes a split second. I mean, people will say that was really stupid. No, what? But I'm not a stupid guy. You know? uh, by no means. But I did it, you know, and I did something stupid. I thought I could get away with it. And I could. So what, what are some of the lessons? And I, I think I, 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 I appreciate that you're, you've taken that as a, as a learning and trying to teach to others to, to, to make a difference in the world. That's, that is phenomenal. What are some of the lessons that you've learned and that you share with leaders in terms of making a difference in the workplace? What I did is after my accident, I went back into safety for the same company and worked in safety. Uh, okay. And that's what I I started learning safety and started talking to people. I did some research on my accident. Yep. Found out, you know, it wasn't just me. Mm. There were mistakes that were made by everybody, all the way from the very top owner of the company. Where what did he do when he come out and talk to the people? It was always talking about production. We got to get the production up. We got to get these things done quicker. He talked about safety. He did, but it always seemed like the bottom line was production. Right. That's what I would learn. You know, and I, that's what I found out that was a mistake that was made. And I boiled down to I wasn't properly trained. Uh, they'd given me job I hadn't done before. There was a whole bunch of mistakes, including uh, near misses. Uh -huh. There was 10 near misses on that machine that never got reported. Uh, so I started looking at everything. And it's like, it's just not my fault. It's all these people could have stopped it. You know, right. I don't blame them. And I, I might have done the same thing. I don't know. But, you know, if I wish everything right now, mm -hmm. somebody would have stepped up and said something. Get involved. You see it, something that looks dangerous, say something. If you're told right. to do something and you're not sure how to do it, stop them. Say, hey, what do you mean? What am I supposed to do here? I talk a lot about the different things where people's made mistakes. Well, a lot of people will blame, blame the foreman that I had. Give me a right. job I hadn't done before. My foreman was my brother. Wow. And then he had to take care of me. He had to give me a tournament. He had to take me down. He had to go get my arm out of the machine. Oh, my goodness. Did he want any of that? Of course not. He just made a simple mistake, too. But when you add up all these simple mistakes, it's a huge consequence. If it wouldn't have been me, it would have been somebody else later on. Right. It, it, what it's I try to tell people that, uh, now is uh -huh. say something. Get involved. Do not let things go by. If you see something, say something. If you feel unsafe, say something. If you see somebody else doing something that's not safe or you don't think looks right, say something. You're not trying to get them in trouble, but you want to make yep. sure that they're they're safe. You don't want to see it happen to somebody else any more than you don't want to have to be your, yourself. As I can tell you, mm -hmm. experience, the suffering that I went through is nothing compared to what other people went through that same day. You know, right. my coworkers, my, and then you break it down to your family and your wife. Uh, my wife, actually, when I normally speak, reads out of her diary, telling people. Mm -hmm what she felt that day it tears me up every time i see it oh. it hurts so bad 
And, you and, know, luckily, uh-huh. I have a wife that stays with me. Right. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> <but she laughs> Yeah, Which is phenomenal. When I talk, I use dominoes. When I come out and speak at the plants, I use dominoes as an example. You know, I could take dominoes and put them up on a table, and I could put names on the domino, all the way from the owner of the company to my supervisors, to my brother, to my trainers, to my coworkers, and my second to the last domino has my name on it. And right. You know, all it would have took to save my arm is one person. In that whole line, including me, if they would have stepped up and said something, I would still have my arm today. It's that important. It's it's a simple but such a powerful message. Um, Say something. It it goes down that everybody owns safety. It's it's the workers, the leaders, as the foreman. Everybody's got a part to say and has an opportunity. And really that that sense of keep your eyes open. But I love the simplicity of say something, get involved, do something about it. Right. And that's what I do. I talk to people now all over the world. I've spoken in China, Africa, Europe, almost every state in the United States, Mexico, uh, all the same. Right. People are the same everywhere. And when I go out and talk to them, all I want to do is get them to loosen up get them to think about safety. And that's what I do. I've dedicated my life. That's all I do now is safety. And I love every minute. Which is phenomenal because you're doing something, you're sharing, you're imparting some ideas. Um, Can you share maybe some of the key lessons that you have for for other workers? Like to people that are listening, uh, that are doing work where there could be a risk. Um, could be a hazard. What are some of the things that, obviously, you talked about say something. Are there any other pearls of wisdom that you have that you share with them? If you don't feel comfortable, stop. Right. <laughs> Just stop and think about it. You know, I've talked to thousands of managers. and Every mm-hmm. one of them say, if someone come up and said they stopped because they didn't feel safe, he said, that's what I want to hear. People are afraid to do it because they think they're going to get in trouble. They think they're going to question. Right. If that's the way that job is, you don't want to work it anyway. <laughs> right. True. You know, uh, just watch out for each other. You know that that's the biggest. You know, a near I, miss I think... really kills me. Near misses. Mm-hmm. Uh, people don't want to say they screwed up and they made a mistake, but just by stepping up and saying, "Hey guys, I did this." Because you know, if you did it, somebody else is too. Right. You know, work together. Everybody has to work together. You can have zero accidents mm-hmm. if everybody works together. Everyone. Right. Don't be afraid to step up and say something. Like I said, everybody, the one thing that I want you to get at when they listen to me is just remember the dominoes, you know, and don't watch them fall. That's yep. it. It's that simple. And but I think when you talk about don't be afraid to 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 speak up to essentially stop work, um, I I think leaders have a huge part in this because you have to create an environment where people feel safe to to stop work, but they don't feel there's a ramification that that you want to encourage those things as well because um, I think that's a simple action a leader can do to to really drive a difference around stopping the work, pausing if you think there's a hazard. Yeah, and and. Tell your workers, 
But you have to tell them every day. Remember, guys, safety's number one. And they have to mean it by their actions. Yeah, and, and, and that, that's too often missed, right? I, I say safety is number one, but I give you more on, on productivity, go faster, right? Right. You know, you can't do that. You've got to be safe. You know, you got to preach that safety. you got to live that safety. Uh, right. you got to stop, stop work. You know, don't do it. And when they do do it, you don't get them in, you know, you don't get mad at them. <laughs> <'Cause> you never, <laughs> you'll, it'll never happen again. You know, right. I spoke to somebody, I had a guy come up one day and said, I won't report in your mail. Because if I do, it goes on my record. And when it comes time for promotion, it's points against me. Right. And I went to the CEO of that company and told him that. He said, that's bull crap. <laughs> but they didn't know. You know, right. He hadn't got out and got that information out. They had a system to do it anonymously online. They right. had, and the, the CEO of the company says, if I ever had a foreman come in here and fire somebody because they were a safety thing, he said, that guy ain't going to work for me anymore. You know? <laughs> but but too often... Too often that doesn't happen, right? I, I was actually just talking earlier today to somebody who is describing a, a CEO in a company that whenever somebody would report something as an issue, a, a topic, rather than saying, I want to learn, they would descend and we got angry and, and like, how could this happen? And so people, their learning was, I don't want that, that experience, so I'm not going to say something. Right. And that's what they need to be able to come out and do that every day. Yeah. Absolutely. For you, you have to have their trust, and the way to get their trust is you got to back up what you say. Um, Every time. I completely agree. Any other thoughts you'd like to share? I think your power, your story is so powerful. I love your example of the dominoes um, in terms of really showing how anybody could have stopped this. Um, any any other pearls and wisdom you care to, to share from, from your experiences. You've done so much to try to help organizations, leaders, team members to start thinking about how safety uh, is so critical and something that everybody's going to own. You know, everybody's going to have to do their own thing. I, I don't think there is a right way to do it sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, it depends on the different personalities and stuff like that. Uh, but Again, I, I just I keep falling back to the communication. You got to have those communication lines open all the time, regardless of who it is. You can't be afraid to come up and talk. Uh, I've never talked to a CEO who said they wouldn't, you know, reward somebody for stuff like that. But people don't know that. Uh, right. But just keep communications lines open all the time, uh, and that's what's going to stop it. It really is. Uh, Communicate, whether it's on either end, whether you're the listener or the, the talker, either one. That's what you have to do. I mean, I just love watching when I get up and speak at people, and I've got crowds of four or 500 people out there, and I can look down on somebody, and they're looking at me, and they got tears running down their cheeks saying, I know exactly what you're going through. You know, I, oh. I've done this. Right. This, you know, I don't want to hurt my wife. I don't want to hurt my kids. And that's what I'm going to do if I continue doing what I'm doing. And that's really important. I think I, I always say to, to to people is you've got to make safety something that you own because you need to start thinking about um, 
why is it you keep yourself safe? Like it's it's really an investment in yourself into the experiences um, that with the people that you want to be around. Um, and that's the part where I, I know for myself, whenever I do anything, I'm always trying to think back to why is that so important and what experiences do I want to have um, and what's important to me and make sure that that's what I'm focused on when I, I, I am about to do something. Yeah. And, you know, I do it all the time. My wife now is, is, it's just amazing like that. We literally stalk on the freeway where there's a construction team working. And my wife has went over and said, what are you doing? You have no fall protection on. You do not have your hard hats on. <laughs> and she says, I'm going to call OSHA, but you don't get it done right now. <laughs> and what happens when she does that? They do it. Believe it or not, they do it. You know, they <laughs> One day, she seen a guy working in a trench, and all you could see was the top of his head. My wife went over and said, get out of that trench. <laughs> There's no shoring here. There's nothing done. Get out of there. Right. And the guy, I don't have to. Oh, don't. Just leave me alone. I'm fine. My wife said, no, get out now, or I'm going to start making some phone calls. And you know, within a half hour, they had shoring done on every bit of the line that they were working on. You know, my wife might have saved somebody's life. Yeah, because she but, wasn't afraid. But that's such a powerful message: is is you're not going to be a bystander. You're willing to stop. You're going to say something. It's just exactly your message. Everybody has a part to say, and everybody should be uh, trying to get involved and say something and help others to keep safe. Yeah. Love it. Well, and I know we're talking here just about a few minutes. My normal presentation with me and my wife last up to an hour and a half long so we got lots of stories to tell <laughs> some of the stuff that we went through if anybody's interested it's really cool it's really that, cool and that's phenomenal and then so uh, if anybody's interested in hearing more getting more details about the dominoes and the presentation uh, and thinks that this the story can help the organization really shift thinking about the importance of safety your website again is bradshelpinghand.com um, Brad, I really appreciate you coming on on the safety uh, guru, sharing your story. Um, it's a, it's a very um, very tough and, and 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 difficult story to hear, but a message that's so important for so many people to to listen to. So thank you. You're back, and thank you for having me. Excellent. Thanks, Brad. Right. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Safety Guru on C-Suite Radio. Leave a legacy, distinguish yourself from the pack, grow your success, capture the hearts and minds of your teams, fuel your future. Come back in two weeks for the next episode or listen to our sister show with the Ops Guru, Eric McCroskey.